Well, today we're kicking off a new sermon series called Unfailing. Uh, It's based on a book with that same title and also based on some of Joshua's final words. And now if you're familiar with Joshua as a character in the Bible, you know that he lived quite a, you could say, dramatic life. A life filled with a lot of high moments and a lot of low moments. I mean, his life began when he was enslaved in Egypt and he saw God miraculously deliver him and God's people through the exodus from bondage to slavery under Pharaoh. And then he was in the wilderness for 40 years with people like Moses and he saw God provide provision through manna every single day for them. And then God actually used him to help lead his people into the promised land. And so throughout the ups and the downs of his life, Joshua, when he was approaching his final days, he he thought about things and he said, look, I wanna give a message to the next generation. And this sermon series is largely based on this message that he gave to them in Joshua 23, verse 14. Joshua said this, he said, now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. And so, I mean, you can imagine that their burial customs were different than ours are today, but if Joshua were to say to his friends and his family, hey, I want one message put on my tombstone, we see here the message would be the promises of God are unfailing. And this message that Joshua gave to God's people as they gathered around him in those final moments back then isn't just good advice or wisdom for people living so many years ago. I think it's also profound wisdom for us today living in the uncertainties of our world. And one of the reasons I think that is because in the Sermon on the Mount, right towards the end of it, Jesus tells a parable, and we didn't do it in this series, but you can go and read it this week. He tells a parable that basically teaches us that the storms of our lives reveal the foundations of our lives. And so I think during the season, what's happening is a lot of us are are finding the foundations of our lives kind of exposed and are seeing whether they are true and solid foundations or if they're not really sustainable for seasons of difficulty and challenges. Because if you think about what a lot of people build their lives on, I mean, some people build their lives upon the circumstances of their lives. And so when things are good and they're getting pay raises at the job and their family's healthy and then they look around and they say, you know what, life's pretty good, then, then they feel like, okay, my life has a sure and solid foundation. But as you know, when the storms come, and they get the test results or when they hear that they don't have a job anymore, that the economy and their retirement is crashing, then all of a sudden they feel like, okay, my, my life is, is floundering. The foundation has been yanked from beneath my feet. And so that's not a, a true and a solid foundation. Other people have made the foundation of their lives their emotions. And so when they're feeling good about things, they think their life is good. When they're feeling joyful, they're, they think, okay, my life is great. But as you know, our emotions are fickle and they're ever-changing. And so this is a foundation that, that's constantly shifting. And maybe that's not any of you. I mean, maybe you're like I am sometimes. Maybe your foundation for your life is built upon your own wisdom and your own ability to do things and to accomplish things. And so when, when you're crushing it at life and you're winning, you think, hey, life is good. 
But really, if you've lived any uh, amount of time at all and, and reflected a bit on your life, one of the things you've realized is that, that you will fail. I will fail. We will fail. Uh, our bodies will decay and we won't be able to do everything we used to do. And so this foundation, too, is one that isn't sustainable for the long term and for the storms of life. And so if we can't build a foundation for our lives upon our circumstances, upon our feelings, or upon our own accomplishments, I mean, what's something we can build our lives upon? And that's what we're going to be looking at in this series because there's one thing, and Joshua points us to it, that, that is unchanging, that is rock solid, that isn't, uh, that isn't shifting over time, and that one thing is the promises of God because God is faithful, God is true, and God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so in this series called Unfailing, what we're going to be doing each week is looking at a different promise that God has given us in His Word. Promises that we can build our lives upon so that we can weather not, not just this storm that we feel like we're in, but the storms in the days and in the decades ahead. And so this morning, I want to begin with uh, one of, I think, the most profound and important and rock-solid promises of God that there is. And I want us to talk together about the promise of God's constant presence in our lives. The promise of God's constant presence. And this is a promise that we see throughout Scripture in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And so in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, God speaking through his prophet Moses says this, The Lord your God goes with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. And then Jesus in, in the New Testament and his great commission to his disciples, some of his most important words I would say he ever said, he told them this in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And then listen to this, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Surely I am with you always. And it was this promise of God's constant presence that the God's people have known and they have built their lives upon this promise throughout history. And so it was this promise that enabled David the psalmist to write these words in Psalm 23, words that you probably know. He writes this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. And so what this points to is that we worship not just a, a transcendent God, a God who is above all things, who created all things. We also worship an imminent God, a God who is with us, a God who is for us, a God who is concerned about the small details of our lives. And throughout the Bible, I mean, this isn't just a promise that, that we read about. I mean, God's presence is something that people experience in many different ways and in many, many tangible and visible ways. If you think about Joshua and Moses, I mean, when, when they were traveling, they saw God's presence with them by a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud guiding them day and night. We think about God's people as they awaited a Savior to come and to rescue them from bondage. God stepped into the story 
and he became Emmanuel through Jesus Christ, God with us. And, and people touched God, people hugged God, people wept at his feet. Jesus was truly God with us. And then when Jesus ascended into heaven, he promised that the Holy Spirit was going to come and the Holy Spirit was gonna be God's presence living within each and every believer. And so we see God's presence made manifest in many different ways throughout scripture. And it's the same way today. And, and this morning, rather than giving you kind of like three points on how God's constant presence can impact our life or transform our life or touch our life or anything like that, instead I thought that um, I would actually invite someone very special to me, my wife, uh, Emily, to come and, and to share with us, to just kind of have a conversation um, about what God's constant presence has meant throughout her life. So uh, welcome, Emily. Thank you. It's been a while since she's been on the live stream, uh, but I'm glad to have you here today. And I mean, when we think about uh, the promises of God, one of the things Jesus says, it's kind of a promise is that um, in this world, you will have trouble. Um, and, and that's something we've experienced, I've experienced, you've experienced, but I think you've experienced it in a way um, that's, that's unique for someone your age um, with a particular loss. Um, so I'd love for you to kind of share people about that season um, of, uh, of trials of difficulties and loss in your life and what that was like for you. Yeah. Um, so when I was a sophomore in college, um, six hours from home, uh, I was, uh, you know, studying, uh, I was actually napping. <laughs> um, we love a good nap. <laughs> and, um, I, I got a call from my parents. I was, you know, excited to hear from them, picked up the phone and, um, then I heard their, their tones shift and, um, they said, we've got something really hard to tell you. And I heard their voices break over the phone. Mm. And in that moment, I knew that something was horribly wrong. Um, mm. And they said, Brian's been in an accident. Mm. Um, Brian, my older brother, um, was driving and um, was hit by a distracted driver, um, someone looking at her cell phone. I said, is he okay? And they said, he was killed instantly. Mm. Um, and it was one of those moments where you just feel the, the breath not come. Mm. <laughs> um, you kind of just feel it sucked out of you. And um, that for me was really the first time in my life that I thought, where is God? Mm. Um, and had, had kind of that early formative experience of questioning and um and going through something you know losing one's only sibling um a lot earlier in life than than i anticipated mm -hmm. so you're asking this question where is god which which is a question you know we see in psalms and elsewhere and you grew up in church so this this basic promise that we're looking at today that god is with you always surely until the end of the age i mean you you learned that growing up, you memorized that growing up. So in this kind of rock bottom moment of life, um, did you feel God's presence? Um, how did you experience that? 
was there a time where where, where you didn't? Yeah, what what was that like for you? Yeah, um, well, pretty immediately, I was in my dorm room by myself when I got the phone call, mm. and immediately I went out into the hallway after I hung up the phone, and I just sunk to the floor and started mm. crying, and almost immediately, um, a girl on my hall who was a Christian heard me crying and came out of her room and asked me what had happened. And it was like the wheels started turning mm. almost immediately. I had friends who were called. It was like they had activated the phone tree, you know? And, For those um, of you who are younger don't know what a phone tree is, <laughs> it's uh, when people call each other on the phone to give important news and it's like a little network. It's not a group text, it's a little different. But. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was, Around the time of texting, that was probably more accurate. But um, so I had friends coming in, packing my bag for me. Hmm. They um, were booking my flight home. They were um, helping me work out transportation. Hmm. Um, that night, they sat with me. They kind of kept watch with me. Hmm. Um, they talked about other things when I wanted to talk about other things. Hmm. They. Uh, you know, talked about memories of Brian when mm. I wanted to talk about Brian. They were just there. They mm. didn't have a lot of words necessarily. Mm. Um, and then I went home and there were, gosh, generations of people. Um, my parents' friends, my friends, Brian's friends, who just kind of came and surrounded us during that season um, with their presence. Mm. And so we really experienced, we, my parents and I, really experienced in the midst of that time of questioning of where is God, we experienced some of the most tangible presence of God through the body of Christ, through mm. the church in mm. that time, who just came and, and their physical presence mm. with us was a tangible reminder of God's spiritual presence with us. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, we often hear about like the body of Christ is the hands and feet of Christ. I mean, for you, that was the hands and feet of our God serving you, helping you during this time. So, I mean, that was kind of the immediate aftermath, people supporting you, their presence being with you. But I know that a lot of times after loss, I mean, people get busy, right? I mean, yeah. people kind of go back and have their own things to take care of. So what was that like when kind of the, the funeral was over? And you went back to school and and you have to study again and like you're yeah. kind of you know it seems like everybody else has moved on yeah um, you know sometimes I stop the story there I'm like the presence of God was with mm. us but I I don't talk about well then people move on mm. right um, and that was a, probably the most difficult portion of all of it is because I no longer had um, those physical reminders around me of mm. God's presence. And, um, you know, people at any stage of life probably struggle to know what to do, struggle mm. to know how to care for people who are going through loss or difficult circumstances. But I think especially people who are 18 to 22 mm. <laughs> yeah. really struggle. And so I ended up feeling really lonely. Um, and it was during that time that I spent a lot of time by myself and 
found myself really having honest and difficult conversations with the Lord about where are you? What does this all mean? Um, and looking back on that time in my life, it's, it was really hard, um, and was often really lonely, but I think it was also, um, formed my faith and into what it is today in so many ways, because (laughs) this sounds so cheesy, but I, I heard someone say once when you discover that, or when God is all you have, you discover that God is all you need. Mm -hmm. And, um, I kind of had that sense of Mm. like, God is big enough to handle my questions and my doubts Mm. and my fears. And even through all of it, when I was praying and crying out to God, I still felt his presence with me. Mm. Um, And I actually, if it's all right, um, was going to share this from from John 14. Mm. Um, Jesus is promising the Holy Spirit, and he says this, Uh, verses 16 through 18. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And I really experienced the truth of that. Um, I learned later that uh, in these in these chapters where Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit, um, it's often translated as the advocate or the comforter. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really what I experienced in those days. And the Greek word he uses is parakletos, mm-hmm. which is actually the word that um, would have been really familiar to Jesus's disciples who were fishermen because mm-hmm. When ships, when little ships out on the Mediterranean Sea were in trouble, they would send out a big ship um, in the midst of that storm mm. to help guide them into the safety of the harbor. And that big ship is called the Paracletos. Mm. And so that is my favorite image of the Holy Spirit, mm. that the Holy Spirit is this big presence of God that comes alongside of us mm. and mm-hmm. leads us into the safety of the harbor. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes we think, okay, you know, the presence of God is going to immediately fix everything or, you know, transform everything in that moment. But I think what you're saying is like God's constant presence is is with us, mm-hmm. guiding us, sustaining us mm-hmm. um, on this journey of life that we're on. So, I mean, when you think about your experience and now we're all experiencing, I mean, you know, the uncertainties of life and coronavirus and schools and and parents and jobs and layoffs like um i know right now a lot of people are thinking you know where is god in all of this and maybe maybe like our world is like a little clock and god just set it in motion and just is letting it be so for people who are wondering right now you know how can i experience this promise i might intellectually know it's true um, but how can i experience this in my life um, what, what would you say to, to that person who's watching today? Well, first I would say you are not alone. Mm. <laughs> um, I think you know, certainly I and you, Jonathan, have mm-hmm. had those questions, um, those thoughts. And I think there are people throughout church history, throughout the Bible, who, um, who, who thought maybe God had abandoned them. Mm. Um, and so we're in good company, <laughs> is the mm. first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is that um, God is big enough to handle 
those thoughts and those questions. And so I would encourage you to take those thoughts and those questions to God, reach out to him, pray. Um, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Gosh, if you were mm. to hear some of the prayers that I prayed mm. <laughs> um, in those days when I was just feeling so lonely, um, they weren't always pretty. And, um, but I think that things like prayer um, and, and listening for the voice of God, um, opening up the scriptures and mm. hearing the voice of God um, in something that has been, uh, you know, speaking to generations of Christians, um, being in community mm. with people filled with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. um, who can minister to you and, and be that tangible mm. reminder of the presence of God. Um, you know, muster, muster the strength you have to do some of those things. And mm. I believe that God meets us where we are mm. in those moments. Yeah. And I'd encourage you during this series, we'll, we'll try to share some of these foundational scriptures of these promises online on social media and elsewhere. I encourage you, write them on your mirror, you know, kind of repeat these um, and keep them close to your heart. And uh, I was just thinking, we hadn't talked about this, that during the, the time when, when Brian died, we were we were friends, but not super close. But you reminded me years later of something I had forgotten. I don't know that it was the presence of God, but I had I had mailed you a, a box of cookies during that time, and you know I think for me in that moment it was what do you, what do I do? How do I share love in a tangible way? And it was like, hey, I'm gonna do this, and I didn't know if you liked cookies, but I think like you said about your friends, it's it's taking that first step towards somebody. Um, and a lot of times God uses us to be his presence uh, to other people, um, which is cool. And so uh, this week, I mean, as we wrap up, do you have any final words? You got it. Um, you know, I would encourage you just to know, um, as, as we've been singing the song Waymaker, even when we, we, we can't see it, God is working. Even when we can't feel it, God is working. God is with you. He is for you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And so I hope this week that, that you can not only know that truth intellectually, but you can experience it deep in your heart. And so I want to I pray right now that you might experience that today. Uh, Holy Spirit, we thank you uh, that you have come and, and filled us, that you are God's presence to us and with us in the, the high and the, the joyful moments of life and in the low and the difficult moments of life. And so Holy Spirit, we ask that, that you would help us feel your comfort and feel your love today, no matter what we're going through, whether it's difficult decisions about education and our children and our, our jobs, um, whether it's it's just the stress of, of being le a leader in this time and decisions that have to be made, God, we pray that you would remind us that you are constantly with us. No matter how far uh, we run or stray or go from you, you are there. And so we thank you for this promise. And we pray that you not only help us experience it this week, but you would help us be the tangible presence of God to someone else around us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.